Welcome to the We've Seen Enough podcast, where we look at the world through the prism of sports. Enjoy the eclectic mix of our personalities as we discuss, debate, and occasionally fight over issues large and small. So as we head to our respective corners, I'm Jim Boyle. And I'm Tom Trevisani. Let's get it on, Jimbo. All right, welcome in. Season 1, Episode 10. We're on a roll now with guests. This is our third guest in three Three sh- third guests in four shows, right? We've had my father, we had Riley Zaya, yep. and now welcoming uh, Everett's native Nick DeLeva. Is that yes. correct, Nick? I got that right? You did. Thank I'll say, you. Well, really welcome. Great to have a guest. We had, I thought the show's been really working well. We're getting Tommy out of his little bit of shell there. When I got a guest, he's a little bit afraid to attack me because he knows I can get vicious, Nick. <laughs> so just welcoming Nick. Nick is a um, owner of Edible Arrangements. Yes. Uh, well, Nick, why don't you... Give me a little bit about where your stores are, what, what kind of, what, what, what is edible? Okay, edible arrangements. We make uh, fresh fruit arrangements, a gift-giving company. We um, have three stores on the North Shore, one in Lynn, Peabody, and Beverly, Massachusetts. And uh, we're for all occasions and especially on the holiday. So Valentine's Day is coming up, and uh, we're, we're your place to go if you need a gift for uh, what, V-Day. What's the number one uh, seller? Chocolate-covered strawberries. Oh. It, it, if, uh, if you get in trouble, you know, with your significant other, and you can't get in the big bed with some chocolate-covered strawberries, then uh, there's probably no hope for you. So there's the tagline. Here we go. If you get in trouble with your significant other, chocolate-covered strawberries bring you back into contention. Absolutely. Perfect. Nick, you got a, you got a real good voice for radio, too. I love it. Thank you. Um, uh, what we want to look at is uh, Tommy. Oh, let's welcome in Tommy. I forgot you are over there. Yeah, I'm Tommy, here. Tommy, what do we got going? Any, any, any good news for uh, me? Uh, no, not really. Um just talked to JT the other day, you know. I don't know if you saw that game. Uh, they f- they find ways to lose that team. Well, that team's terrible. Oh, fourth and 20. I mean, come on. They could have hired Wednesday mm. from the Adams family. She would have coached better than Saturday. To... I don't know. Did you even see Houston? They played themselves out of the number one pick, too. Yeah, but they're going to get a quarterback. What's Chicago going to draft a quarterback? Well, now they're saying they might trade. Well, no, of course they're not. They're going to probably take the defensive kid. But who knows? Now they could maybe, Indy trade. maybe could trade they up. Could yeah, trade up. that's something I'm thinking. i take that kid from Alabama. Absolutely. Because right. they need a quarterback. Yeah. In, in the NFL, we're, we're going we're gonna to probably mm-hmm. sort of dr- drive away from the NFL a little bit today because yep. I know that Nick's a big Red Sox guy like me, which is always nice to have here on the broadcast. Yep. But I want to really, first thing I want to look at is uh, a couple things have happened over the last week. We we got the B, uh, the football playoff. is We have a champion, which is, of course, Georgia, which is not unexpected going to our predictions of last week. Uh, we also have the NFL playoffs are all set, so we can go a little bit over that. And surprisingly, I got a text last week, and uh, my buddy Jack says, you won't believe what just happened. I said, what? So they signed Devers yeah. uh, after John Henry got booed at the thing. <laughs> so uh, Nick, I know that Drew. We'll get we'll get back to this, but what was what was what was it like when you heard that they got Devers signed? I was surprised because I didn't think they would get into a long term ten year, twelve year contract for any player. That's that's how it looked because they knew what the numbers were for for to sign Bogarts and they let him walk. So I thought they were going to let Devers walk as well. So it it just seems real ironic that two days after Henry gets booed in his own home park yeah. during the um, you know uh, Winter Classic that they they signed. But I don't think so. I don't think you make a decision in two days to spend three hundred thirty-one million dollars. I think it was in the works, and they realize that's what that's what it costs to do business to keep a superstar. Look at all these players. It's ten, twelve. Years, if you want to lock him up, and Devers, 
He's the right age. If you're going to do it, he's the right age. He's 26 years old. Where Bogats was 29, almost 30. So now Bogats is going to be 41 at the end of that contract. Where Dev is, you know, at the end of his contract, he's going to be like 37. So Correct. If you're going to do it, do it a middle-aged 25, 26-year-old player. And just as we came on the air, Carlos Correa has agreed to a six-year, $200 million contract with the Twins. Back with the Twins. With the twins. I would Wait, not have predicted I that. I thought he was with San Francisco. And then the Mets and now the Twins. Yeah, what happened? They all squashed that? What some, am I yeah, they some squashed. sort of medical well, issue? He had broken his ankle in 2014 either as an amateur or minor leaguer. And they, the Giants and the Mets were concerned oh. with that it's long-term prognosis. Oh. Uh, the Twins had had him for a year, so they probably had right. their doctors had seen him. They feel comfortable. It's, it's, a, it's a weird contract. Uh, uh, Jack was telling me when I got home, it's like the first six years, and then he can vest in for the next four. So it's almost like ten years. Mm -hmm. um, and he's a couple years younger than uh, Xander, almost it's mm. a year or two younger yeah, than Xander. So, again, he... He is another one where the, it's it's the, this is the going rate. Nick, you're absolutely right, and I, I believe with the Red Sox, after they completely screwed, a, spit the bid on two franchise players, they said we cannot afford to lose yeah. a, a, a franchise player who's actually a hitter. So I totally agree with that. They had to. So uh, like I said, uh, Tommy, they just signed Korea bad leg at it all, but you know what? I'm sure there's insurance agreements in there somewhere. Uh, but let's go back to our <coughs> main topic. Let's go back to BCS football, or not BCS. It's uh, college football players. That's CFP. So, did you get to watch any of that debacle last night? I did. You did? How about you, Tom? Uh, yeah, I watched a little of it. What, what? And I ended up watching the Celtics, too. But, yeah, well, yeah that Celtics was just, did. I don't know. It was just Georgia, just the speed. And, you know, you know, right when they came right out, even that quarterback, he looked like Johnny Unitas last night, too. Not that I don't mind the kid for George. I mean, he'll be a nice backup in the NFL. If that kid doesn't get a job in the NFL, there should be an investigation. You He's, know, he doesn't throw the out and all this and that. That kid's a winner. That kid's, he should be a nice little backup somewhere in the NFL. Who's the quarterback from Alabama a couple years ago, won two in a row? Uh, McMurray, not something, I forget his like, name. Yeah, he was in Alabama why, what, before the, the three big ones came Yeah, out. he's the one that's on college football a lot, yeah, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. But he should be like that. He's that type I, of player. Oh, yeah, I think so, no, but I think this kid will definitely. You're telling me with these quarterbacks, that kid can't be a backup in the NFL or don't even be surprised if he ends up being like a starter somewhere down the line. Well, you know my opinion on the quarterbacks in the NFL. Well, you know, that's another right? So just, just, we got well, Nick here. Nick, what's your opinion of mm -hmm. quarterbacks, quarterbacking right now in the NFL? Well, it's below average right across the board. I mean, you only got a handful of guys. I mean, look what happened. I mean, look what happened with Tennessee Saturday night. But I'll well, tell you, that kid played pretty well. Well, look what happened with they brought him off the street. I mean, yeah, I don't well, know. look at the Eagles when they they uh, sit hurts. They yeah. lost two straight games. Good point, but I mean, was at least Minshaw's kind of been around, and you know, this, but right. This is what I see. Most college programs they run a spread mm -hmm. option run, so it's all about the running quarterback, and then. They try to transition into the NFL, and they try to make them a pocket passer, which they're not. You know, so it, it, you're not going to see great quarterbacking play. So why we're on that subject? Why? Why? Okay, let's look at it this way. Since how many colleges out there playing? 115 played Division One. We'll call it Division One. What are they called? BCS. If they're all playing that type of offense, and most of them are. Why wouldn't an NFL team run that offense but bring in three of those guys and one gets hurt, you replace another one? That's a good question. What about Tommy? Anything? Just a uh, thought process. <laughs> Off the top of my head, I'm trying to find anything. Well, Why I, not? I don't know. I think the NFL, like these coaches, you know, they want to run their own systems, Jim. And Right. I think you should play it towards the quarterback. If you bring a quarterback in and the system he is in college, like you said, bring that system to the NFL. I don't know. I, it just seems like a lot of these coaches – the NFL, they just kind of want to do their own thing, and they want these players to come in and run their system. 
But, but again, I don't. Again, I don't know. It's it's coaching. It's well. Okay, so the guy's gonna get hurt. We know it, right? right? So Lamar Jackson gets well, hurt. Kyler Murray gets hurt. Carson Wentz was that type of quarterback. Gets hurt. Running quarterback. Who's in the Who's in the playoffs right now? They're not that type of quarterback. But you're right. Why Why are we trying to fit a square peg in a round hole? It's never you gonna know? work. You I don't mean, think it, so? It's not sustainable. You're gonna have these quarterbacks cannot run the ball 10 12 15 times a game against linebackers who are running four 340s yes. and, and, and 250 pounds and they they're going to take your head off it's so just we're not sustainable so then nick and tommy we're stuck with what we have mm. you know eight maybe nine elite type quarterbacks and then filler for about 10 or 15 and then yep. absolute putridness uh, on the bottom five or six, five or six. You think not so? only that, and then how about not even talking? Then the thirty-two backups, forget about it. Yeah. Right, you can't even. I They're mean, not even serviceable. Can't even come in and win you a game. Imagine, right. except for Brock Purdy. Well, that's system quarterback. That though. might be well, lightning uh, in a bottle. We'll like see. I was telling you, well, that kid looks like you know he's gonna have to make some throws coming up. But that kid looks like he's all right. I mean, he can play. Plays we're gonna see now, right. System, right? He plays, but he's gonna have to make some throws. Come, you know, he's gonna have to go into Philly. He's gonna have to make some throws, right. but we'll see. So uh, again, as I hated to get on NFL, but it's yeah. important. Uh, it's it's defense is gonna win now, right? If you have a good quarterback, you have a good defense, you win. The Eagles have a great defense. Mm -hmm. Buffalo's been hurt, but they got a pretty good defense. Uh, the 49ers have a phenomenal defense. Right. Uh, Kansas City, eh, not too bad. Uh, Cincinnati's, eh, not too bad. So. The two NFC teams, I think, have really good defenses. The three AFC teams that I think can win are probably have better offenses. They have better. They have the better quarterbacks. But defense is really these 16, 13 games, Tommy. What are, what am I looking at? Well, I know it's not good for Nick. Well, I know I know it's not good for the fantasy and all that. <laughs> I know those people aren't happy, but. I kind of like those old school games. Listen, I just want to see good football. I just think the playoffs, I think the games are going to be close and competitive. But I was talking to Nick, and you know, the football this year is just, I cannot believe how how bad it's been. The the NFL has been so bad this year. And as you know, me going forward, it's the only thing I kind of watch. Now I'm a big NBA guy, and I can't even watch that anymore. Just right now, I can't believe how bad of a year it was like the parity this year in the NFL has been. I'm just shocked. i got to be honest with you. So I go back, and Nick, you think you can agree or disagree. I think, like I said, there are maybe five to ten quarterbacks who I consider elite or, or a top shelf. Yeah. And then what is the next? Is there another level and then another level and then another level and then the backups? You know, where would you put Mac Jones? Let's just take him, for example. Where does he fall? He's not in the top 15. Right. I mean, maybe he's in that 16 to 20 range maybe maybe or, or, or more so 20 to 1 to 20 22 you know he I, so again the Patriots had a, a pretty good defense right they stayed in a lot of games yeah. the defense turned them over scored off scored points off turnovers and I watch him progress through the year and he was sort of like he's, he's very inconsistent but what yeah. I would use for him and so what what makes him inconsistent? Which then we go and look at. Uh, let's pull somebody. Joe Burrow was number one pick, because so it's hard to say. Right. Fields at at San Francisco, yeah. where your buddy works. Yeah, yeah. You know those guys. Where is the gap there? What is is there is there a? Can well, you win well, with his, him at quarterback? I, I think you can. Okay, he's not going to win with your legs, right? He's a pocket guy. So one thing he has to improve on, he has to feel that pressure, knowing to step in up in the pocket, right? That's what makes Brady so great. He just has pocket presence. And, and Mac sometimes doesn't, and he takes bad sacks on third down. And the, the main thing is you got to get him some weapons. 
There's no weapons. So you know what hurt this team the most the last two years, in my opinion? You lost James White. You lost that guy. You can just dump the ball off, a two-yard, three-yard pass, and he'll go get you 12, 15 yards. They didn't replace White. Yeah, but the Stevenson basically replaces that. Uh, he can stay healthy. He, he's a he catches, bruiser. He led yeah, the league in does. catches. And, and, uh, but does uh, he make people miss? I mean, James White could make that linebacker true. who that's was true. covering him miss. And, and then, then there's nobody behind right. him. Yeah, maybe to chime in, Nick, and, you know, Jim is too. Don't forget, he's that third down back. You get that extra set of downs. He would always make that big play on third and four, third and five. You know, the bottom line is you got to keep the chains moving in the NFL. Correct. And getting back to Jones, like, he, you know, like Nick said, he needs weapons. But ever since high school, you heard he had all great players. When he was at Alabama, there was no competition. Yeah. He was just they sitting there. They were loaded. I mean, he's never now he's in the NFL. Everyone's faster. Everyone's bigger. And I just think it's taking time. I think the kid can be all right, but you got to put some weapons around him. And I think they stunted his growth this year. You know, they lost that coach, and I think the coaching has really hurt him this year. Like, we can all say that. No doubt. But he needs coaching. And like you said, he can make the throws. You can win with this kid, but you got to put players around him. Okay, so let's tra let's transition this yeah. back to the BCS or the All football. Right. For let's just yeah. look at last night. You talked, Tommy, about um, Stenson Bedden Jr. as a fifteenth. You know, and he's, he, he's he's he, and who he is what he is. Right. And I forget the kid's name for for um, TCU. But he's he's a he's a running quarterback. He hmm. might get he might get a sniff in the NFL. Yeah, he wasn't. wasn't what he the hell? Well, actually, sticks. what the hell was wrong with Michigan? Michigan lost that team, and that team got smoked there by, I, by Michigan. I don't understand that. I don't know how Michigan lost to that team. Now that I think, you know, those two games Saturday night, you know, I was down in the Meadowlands, I was watching them, but mm -hmm. I was shocked. I didn't understand that. You know, again, Michigan, you know, lays an egg. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I can't, you know, maybe they didn't see them. TCU got lucky, but you've seen how TCU came down to earth. I thought Michigan, we talked about, was going to kind of blow them out. I don't know, Jim, with Michigan. It just looks like, you know, they produce a lot of pro plays, but he seems to lose that big game. You know, he finally beat Ohio State the last two years, but I don't know what happened there. They didn't show up, obviously. Yeah. Okay, so how do we, uh, like I said, we talked about last week. This is a question for both of you. How do we mitigate the... How do we get rid of this blowout in the final or in the semifinals? Is it to go back to just pick the two best teams and play them, if it was Alabama, Georgia? Is it to go to 12 teams and have blowouts in the third and fourth round? Is it to go back to the old way, which we're going to yep. talk about in the comparisons, to go back and just let the, let the media and the, and, the, and the computers pick it? What, what, how do we – the NCAA tournament works for a number of reasons, basketball. It works number one because there's always a Cinderella chance, mm -hmm. and it all and it really define it really works you down to getting one of the eight best teams usually wins. Yeah. So in college football, is one of the four best teams usually winning? Yes, but are they winning in a blowout? So Nick, I'll go to you first because right. you're my guest. Is is there a is there some kind of a, a medium ground we can get to 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 get a better quality competition going forward? Better quality. Well, you know. If you look at across the country right now, the best teams are in the South or they're, or they're in California. And so do you have three teams? You know, say you have an eight-team playoff. Yes. Right? That seems doable. Three weeks, it's over. Or maybe you stretch it for a month. You know, you, you skip, skip the week like the Super yeah. Bowl have two weeks. So say you go to an eight-team playoff. How do you get those eight teams? Do you take eight conferences and take the winner of each conference? you know, some of those teams are going to be mismatched, right? Correct. Or do you take the three best teams coming out of the uh, SEC? Do you take, you know, the best teams coming out of the um, 
the California League, the uh, Pac-12, right? I don't know. You know, that's that's a judgment call. So that's the next point I wanted to bring up was the if I look at the champions that have won or since they went to this four-team playoff, Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that Clemson's won twice. Clemson. He had the quarterback, who's now uh, leading his team as a second-year player to playoffs. Yeah. Uh, Alabama, I think, has three. Yeah. Um, yeah. And our two, right? Georgia's, Georgia's got two. Okay. I think FSU has one back when they had Jimbo Elliott. So yeah. you're, you're, if you think about the, the – if you look at the – you're absolutely right, Nick. The South, the yeah. SEC. So where all the how, do you, how do you leave Alabama out of a tournament – when they might have been the second best team in the in the league, Same how do you leave them. LSU or Tennessee or any of those teams out? So if you go to eight, I think the philosophy was going to go to eight, the Power Five, uh, the the five major conferences: yeah, ACC, Big Ten, Pac-12, SEC. I'm missing somebody. Now maybe it's the four. AC, AC. No. one of the, whoever the and uh, the Big Twelve. And if you yeah. take those five, and then you you bring the, the the one of the group of five teams away. And now you're at five, and then you get three at large. Or do you go to 12 and go 12 versus – you get four buys. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that the SEC, you're absolutely right. The South dominates college football. The, the, there's no doubt about it. Even TCU can be considered South. They're recruiting the Texas area. Texas, yeah. So, again, that's I, – I would prefer to go to 12. I would prefer to go to 12 and have the buys for the four, first four teams. TCU probably wouldn't have been the four seed if you went to 12. So TCU would have probably had to play as the five seed – or the six seed, Alabama, or or whomever it would have been, mm-hmm. um, and and but TCU was and Ohio State and Michigan wouldn't have gotten a buy one of them because you would only take a champion has to get a buy. Yeah. So I just Tommy and Nick, I'll, let's go to Tommy since he's sitting back enjoying himself today. Um, why is the SEC so dominant, um, and why are and then why are there only like twelve schools that can win national championship in college football? Well, you know, getting back to the, uh, I'm thinking, what about what the. Uh, that other what the FCS does. I'm sorry, I'm saying it, the uh, Division it's 1AA. It's FCS, right. Yeah, well, what about maybe that format? I kind of like that format. Well, that's 16 teams. That's 16, but I just like how, you know, they play out. They play each other out. The only thing is it's extra games. Maybe you drop a game or two during the regular season, yeah. and you start that playoff. I love that. I love how right. they do. And every year it's not Dakota State, but... You know, I, how do you like that for me? So let's go. Let's take. Let's look at that and say. So then we break it down. But how do you? What, okay. So, so again, just like an NCAA tournament. Right. If you're going to give a conference champ, let's say right. uh, Tulane, who ended up winning the game against USC, let's say Tulane That's comes right. from the AAC, the American. Yeah. And uh, are you going to say that Tulane deserves an automatic bid into that because they're conference champion over um, who was the fifth place team in the AAC, like FS, um LSU, LSU, yeah, um, or over um, Texas, not Texas wasn't that good, or even over Penn State. Are you so? So again, you, you, I agree with you on the FCS. That works. That's really the most fair way to do it. But who gets automatic bids? How do you pick at large? I think Nick was absolutely right with with that. That. So that's my question. Is I think you're right. Go to twelve. Go to eight. It's better than four. No, but if you go to sixteen, then. I know this sounds uh, not those small schools. Just pick the best yeah. they vote on. Just p- pick the best sixteen teams. So unfortunately, those schools like Tulane and them, they might get left out. Well, but Tulane would make the top sixteen. They, right, that's Tulane my point. Tulane wouldn't be a seed at five or yeah, six. Yeah, so like but they yeah, would have made take top the top 16. sixteen. Right. Yeah. But then just Coastal Carolina, the one year they were undefeated. There's another one. But then, like you said this year, how is Alabama? Like not in that. As far as I'm concerned, they were still one of the better four teams, but they did lose two games. They right. were out of it. But, but if you look lost, at Alabama, they lost, they lost two games late though. Right. Those games were lost, like, on the last play. But, again, like, you saw Sabany was sitting there. How can they – to me, they're a Final 18. They're a Final 14. But 
like they're way better than T. If they play TCU ten times, what they beat them nine out of ten times. Do you agree? Well, Easy right, on a neutral group. field. Probably, and TCU's yeah. in. So yeah. I think they made TCU. All the what ifs, what ifs, but TCU won out. You got to give them credit. So that would be my opinion. But then, yeah. how do we? How do we? If we look at college football as a whole, then, and we have these this SEC, which is now picking up Texas and Oklahoma. You have the Big Ten, which is now going to get USC and UCLA. Mm-hmm. So now we have these two huge major conferences, yep. which probably have of 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 the twenty best teams in the country. will probably have uh, probably have twelve of the twenty. Out of two conferences, so how do you, how do you, again, how do you distribute talent, or how do you make it so it's, it's not like SEC, SEC, SEC? Just I, I don't know. I don't have the answer. You know, the transfer portal, portal helps and it hurts. Definitely. You know, the fact that the coaches get paid a lot of money and there's a lot of money. I'm back to money, Tommy, our favorite subject. So That's again, his favorite. Too. It's, it's just yeah. a matter of what do we? You know, just just off the top of my head, I don't know if there's anything you can do. It's. It's tough. I'm going to chime in. I, I like Tommy, you know, 16-team playoffs, and, and how do you get there? You know, you can debate that, right? Maybe it's a strength of schedule based on points. You accumulate points on wins, on competition. I don't know. You could figure that out. But the problem with college football, and it always will be, is the bowl games. Yeah. So now that's the factor you got to throw in. There's, what, I don't know, 30 bowl games right now? Some I never even heard of. And it's all about the money. So how does the bowl games affect a playoffs? Is is can you integrate playoff games as as the Tangerine Bowl? If the Tangerine Bowl is still a thing now, I don't know. I, I think you I think you have to. And I think that with the money involved in, in that that's involved in winning, once they got the Rose Bowl involved in the in the football playoff, where the mm-hmm. Rose Bowl came in and said, you know what, we want to have our we want to bite the apple and we want to be in the final four or the final championship game. Right. I think that bowl games um, are are programmed ESPN, most of them, okay? So it's great. You get The kids get rewarded. They win, they win over six games or whatever, and they get to a bowl game. Uh, yep. But the problem always was the bowl games, Nick. You're absolutely right. So now now you just have to say we're going to your, – your, your people are putting money in Fiesta, Cotton. Uh, now it's the peach, the orange, the, the sugar, the rose. All those are the big, big bowls that are going to get some of these – these playoff games, they can then you can then distribute the the games around those bowls. I agree with you and say if you mm-hmm. go to sixteen games, if you're sixteen teams, it's how many games? Fifteen total games. Is yeah, that how it works that's out? What they usually play. Yeah. So then then it's fifteen games, but it, a team will win and go home or not. So you're always going to get competitive as you go forward. Well, then you're talking okay. about like almost an NFL schedule. Then they right. might talk about right. injuries. So and then all about, that comes in. Talk about the talk about this regular and season doesn't they matter. Are, they are supposed to be student athletes. They're supposed <laughs> no, to be they're going not. to class. Yeah. You know what? Right? We can put we can put the kibosh on that, Nick. Right now, <laughs> no, they are in the Ivy League they, and in those small schools like Amherst College. They're, that's where they're. they're not that's student, where they're student right. athletes. They're they're chattel. They're product. It's a job. I know. Unfortunately, though, it's sad that some of these kids go to a major school like that and they don't and they don't leave with a degree. That's sad. Yeah, but well, they leave with the they leave with the bad knee and the and the concussion. So yeah. what the hell? They get something out of the deal. But I think that the 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 with the portal and NIL now, it's wow. just changed the whole world. It's all. Crazy. It's I think it's all going to flow into especially football into those two. And what's eventually going to happen is about sixty four programs are going to break off from the NCAA yeah. and can, and form their own. We'll call it a conference, but form their own entity, yep. which will then they can say of the 64, we're going to take 16, okay. and, well, and they're going to be able to distribute. Then the money all gets distributed through those 64 teams, and all the NCAA devil has, uh, has left is, is technically the, the money they get from the tournament. 
So just because we're talking about the South, one thing that's always bugged me, and I grew up in the Philadelphia area, I went to Temple, and Philadelphia's got a great college town, yep. but it's, and Boston's a great college town, but why is it that Duke comes to town last week in basketball, and nobody really, there's, mm -hmm. you don't even see a note of it anywhere, it's just a little small blurb on the paper, Tom. Yeah, I'll chime in, well, because to say, I'll chime in with college, but um, it's funny, one guy does, my good friend Mike Vestel said, because he loves Duke, so he's one of the only ones who didn't know about it. That's a shout out to you, Mike. But I just think, Jim, you know, this is a, as you know, this is a big professional sports town, and like people just, you know, the basketball program here, me and Nick were talking about this, since like really the mid-80s, and then it had that little run in the 90s with Skinner. It's just, they don't get the kids, they don't recruit, I don't know, it's just, they're not getting, you know, college is different, Jim, you need the kids, and kids aren't going to just come here to play sports anymore. I just don't know what it is. They're not getting the they're not getting the athletes to come here. So I just think college here really is like as you know, it's seventh, eighth on the sports page. Well we also yeah. only have one technically right. FBS team in B C. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we do have UMass, they won't count. No. And then we have some of the Ivies which are which are which are non scholars. No, and no we have a knows. few we have a few um, we have a few division one FCS teams now are like Merrimack won Division One, mm -hmm. uh, and you got Providence, not Providence, Providence technically, and you have a, a, a Rhode Island and New Hampshire where your kid went. Uh, but you know, is the reason because the is only one? Is the reason because it we are just a great sports town? Is the reason we? But Doug Flutie captured everyone here, right? Though, right. Well, a, a, a glam, a, a piece. Villanova won two world, two national titles down in Philadelphia. God rest my soul that right. they did. But. Um, they're still fifth, sixth, seventh on the on the bracket right. down yeah. in Philly. Absolutely, because it's just like here. The Eagles are number one, right. and you got the Phillies, the Sixers, and the and because the, there's four teams. Yep. But in there's no competition. SEC, you go down to Athens, all they got is all they got is yeah. Georgia. Right. You go to Tuscaloosa, you go out to Norman, Oklahoma, all that stuff. So just is there is there anything you, that you want to that you can say that would would change somebody's mind to really love college athlete athletics here? I, I don't see it happening. Yeah, I mean. We're, we're, Boston is pro dominant. You yep. know, you get your four teams. You get the Bruins, the Celtics, the the the, the Patriots, and um, the Red Sox. And college sports has never took off. The the great height of BC football was Doug Flutie in the uh, early '80s, right? And then we had a little bit run after that. But the last great BC team was Matt Ryan, 15 years ago. That we haven't had a quarterback since him. And if you don't have the quarterback, you don't win. Okay. And and the reason why I'll say it'll never work is because hockey. We have the best college yeah. programs in the country right here in our backyard. You have UMass Amherst just won the national title a couple years back. Yep. You got UMass Lowell. They're ranked 14th right now. You have BC, BU, Vermont, New Hampshire, Maine. They're all producing NHL caliber players. And nobody cares. Nobody pays attention. Two weekends ago, I went to a uh, U-Low game, uh, hockey game. At the Aganis. Yes. Not Aganis. Um, uh, what they call that place. Not the Aganis. Not That's the Aganis. BU. It's, um, Sorry, I screwed you up. It was after the politicians. The politician's name uh, yeah, passed his, away. The Greek guy. Oh, oh come on, Tommy. Escaping my name. Gee, uh, this no, is Tommy. hockey. Come on. Yeah, but, no, no, DuPont? DuPont? No. no. Get oh, DuPont. Get out of DuPont. That's the but no, DuPont's, yeah, Pink. Go, go, <laughs> let Nick well, who's he play for? He plays uh, for well, Texas A&M. So, Mike, um, 
Songus Arena. Songus Arena. Paul Songus. Yes. Uh, and beautiful, beautiful little stadium. There was nobody there. Right. There, there was no one there. Oh. And you've got NHL caliber players on the ice that will be in the NHL, but it just doesn't. It's not a college town. It's never been a college town, and it never will be. Even when Doug Flutie was here in the in the early '80s, he wasn't. They would play some games at um, Foxborough. Yep. He didn't fill. They didn't fill out the stadium. You know, you go down to Georgia LSU. They're putting in eighty, ninety thousand Michigan. You know, that's never going to happen here, unfortunately. And I wish it would, but uh, we're pro sports, and I just can't see it changing. Totally agree. We have four, four, four pro sports teams here in town. You know, like I said, even you go to, to Athens, Georgia, which is outside, they've, they've, got, they've got four teams down there, right? Do they have a hockey team still? I don't know. But, you know, right, I agree with you. It's tough, and it'll never catch on because it never did catch on. It was always a pro sports town. Yep. You know, when Michigan, when Penn State was just a cow pasture in, in central Pennsylvania and Joe Paterno came in after Rip Engel, uh, he all of a sudden built this program, which the whole state of Pennsylvania to, to glom to because that's really all they had for college, and now that's a college town, and everybody, every, everybody, there's a there's a march to Penn, to State College to watch Penn State football mm-hmm. in a rickety uh, rack stadium for 110,000 people. So yeah, I agree with that on on that. So let's, as we look at Boston as a pro sports town. We're going to go near and dear to both my heart and I think Nick's heart. Probably not Tommy's. So he can sit back and take a drink if he wants. <laughs> is is we talked about the Devers signing the Red yep. Sox and and you know just give me your two cents or or your elevator pitch on where you think the Red Sox are now and why. Yeah. Well, ownership right starts there. John Henry and Tom Warner. It seems like every four years they change their mind on what they want. How do you have uh, – are we on our fourth general manager in the past 18 years? Right? Yes. Theo, Ben Sherrington, Dombrowski, and Heinblum. Yes. Now let's go to the Yankees. Cashman. He's been there over 20 years. So I just – I hate he, to poo-poo the Yankees. I won't use yeah, the Yankees. No. Because the Yankees haven't won a goddamn thing, thank I God. know. But at least they, right, they though, stick yours. with one, and they got one philosophy, and they're sticking to That's it. The, right? Yes. We don't. We waffle. And – we're on a waffle right now. We got Bloom in here. And what he's trying to do, he's trying to run, you know, it's a major market. We're a major market. We're Boston. We have a $232 million payroll. And he's trying to run it like the Tampa Bay race. Yes. And he's bringing in has-beens. But I'm going to actually back him up a little bit, Bloom, because what he is doing with the farm system is going to pay off. We have about four or five players down there that within the next year, two, three years, they're going to be studs on this team. And that's where I see where we're heading with him. Um, where, where the Red Sox have messed up, I'm going to go back a little bit. It goes right back to John Lester. They screwed that signing up. He was going to come. He was going to sign a, a, a deal that was below market. But they embarrassed them. They mm-hmm. gave him a low ball offer, and then he left, and then they couldn't. They never made it right after that. Then they overpaid for the lefty price. They overpaid for the lefty sale, and they wouldn't give the money to Lester. The guy was a proven, could come here, could handle the media, could, could pitch in the big games, would show up and give you every fifth day, take the ball, give you 35 starts, 200 innings. And what'd they do? They gave the money to Price. Oh, my God, what a disaster that guy is 
cry baby can't take the mile every fifth day chris sale can't stay on the mm. field so and then they didn't learn why don't you they, tell us how you really feel they had a chance to sign bogus last year after they gave story the the six year 144 million they should have went to bogus and say we're going to rip up your three-year option that's left we're going to give you five years at 30 million 150 it's more than trevor Bogarts would have signed that deal like that. Ding, it ding, 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 ding. Have a winner. Like, how don't you learn? Like, you you blew it with Lester. How did you not learn to Bogarts? So that's why I think they had to do Devis. Yes. Because there's no superstar on this team right now after Devis. Well, they also, I'll let you come in time. No, they also, no. I think you're absolutely, the plan, not having, it looks like a lack of a plan, and it is. It's the the owners go at the whim of whatever it is, but we cannot. It's hard for me to bitch about the owners. I've been season ticket holder since 1987, and a fan since I was five years, ten years. I'll go ten and seventy-two, uh, and it's great. We've won the four world championships, so we always want more. It's going to be the same thing's going to happen down the road with the Patriots. Mm -hmm. But I agree with you. It's why are we always changing plan? I agree with that. I agree with the Lester piece. I think that they 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 talk themselves out of. Mookie because, oh, he doesn't want to be here. Well, you don't know he doesn't want to be here. You just haven't dealt with him. You mm -hmm. haven't made an offer to him that's reasonable to get him. Right. Xander, same thing. You know, two two great good great baseball players, especially Mookie and Xander, great baseball player. But also great human beings, great mm -hmm. great faces of the franchise. Yep. Really somebody you can put out in front and exactly. say, This is a guy. John Lester, another one. Phenomenal human being. Why are we Why are we dealing with price and sale and Makes and no whoever, sense. whoever else? Oh, they yeah. gave a ton of money to Panda and uh, mm -hmm. Kyle Crawford. These guys didn't even want to be here, but you gave them all the money, and then you didn't give it to you, the guys you knew. So the funny part is, everybody you mentioned. Let's go, Zand. Uh, Zand, excuse me. So Panda was um, Charrington, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Price and sale was Dombrowski. Yeah. Yep. And um, Ever uh, Carl Everett, not Everett. What's uh, um, Crawford? I think was the end of the Theo uh, era. Yeah, I think with I think personally, I, I everything you said makes complete sense. And I look back and say, uh, back when Theo got all pissy in, in 05 and him and then him and um, Lucino butted heads. Yeah, they should have made Theo the president of race yep. operations and said, because Theo's idea was what they're doing now. Exactly. Build a farm system and move it and sprinkle so, in some free agents. Correct. So, Tommy, you want to charm in? He's sitting here. We're talking about baseball. No, baseball. I, I, yeah, I, I mean, just to go off what he said, um. It's you know it's funny because you know we work together we talk every day like the thing that amazed me is that they signed that third baseman, I think I called him that night. Me and him were talking about it for a half an hour. I kept on saying, "Can you believe they signed him? Can you believe?" And we just kept on talking about it, and it was just you know, yeah. What I mean, but what I think finally, I like them signing Devers. Don't get me wrong, but I still think in seven or eight years, but they had to do it. Still, I think it was the right move. Yes, but he's another one. You know, he can't really feel, but the kid can hit. And, like, even you make him a DH at the end of his career. But they finally did the right thing. They had to sign the kid. They got forced to it. He got booed. You see how he changed his philosophy for a little bit. He got scared, and they signed him. Yeah. So they finally did the right thing over there. It's like a roller coaster. I'm going to yeah. ask a quick question uh, to Nick while he's here. And he, he made a point that they well, have a great farm system. Yeah, well, so how, how, how flexible are you now? I think there are, like, three untouchables to me. Yeah. And that's yeah. it. And actually maybe two. Bello definitely not going to move. Bello, you don't. Right. And Meyer, you can't move. No. Um, and those are the two on untouchables. Un so, what do you feel like they've been, they've been rumors about Miami wants to move some of their young pitching? Yep. You know what? How much do you give up? Uh, would you be upset if Cautious goes? Which I think the the plan they have right now is to have people like Cautious play for you. Right. But like um, 
like uh, any any minor leaguer we hear about is always just a prospect till they right. play. So how, wh- where where do you draw the line on prospects being moved? Okay, if we're talking cautious, for what I'm hearing that the Marlins want to give you, they want to give you a number three starter. Okay, he's n- the four guys they got that they oh, on, on the market, none of them are one or two. Correct. They okay. Are. So I ain't moving cashes for number three. Good. Because you know what? Our whole staff's are number threes. Yeah, it's our staff's threes and We don't need any more number threes. So I ain't moving cashes for what they're offering. They're offering a 34-year-old shortstop and a, a, a number three starter for, for that for that kid. You know, he's got 35 bombs written all over. He's probably only going to hit 220, 230. Let's be realistic. But he's going to hit you 35 bombs. He's going to have... 90 home runs, and he's going to play decent D. And he's also going to get on base. He's yeah. going to carry eye. So, okay, good. So, that's, a, I, I, that's exactly where I want. If you're going to give me one or two, I'll move the kid. Who's but, that? The but kid they're not offering that. The kid you're talking about, that's the first baseman who came yes. up late last year? Late yes. last year, yeah. He uh, was on the Olympic team. Yeah, yeah. big guy, uh, has a swing mate yeah, for Fenway like he's Park. A lefty, Perfect. Though, right? He's a lefty. But, again, I think, yeah. I think as fans, we have to right. understand that we hear – Everywhere, the, the right. prospect, pro- right. all these great I mean, players, yeah, all these great just, players. Well, you, you might, know. if you're lucky to get one or two of them to come through. Yeah. Right. So I agree with you on cautious for that deal. If you're gonna, mm-hmm. if you're gonna try to get, like, if they're gonna offer me Alcantara, I'm gonna give them everybody but Mayor. Yeah, that's not <laughs> happening. You know, that's not gonna happen. Right. So uh, again, you have to give perfect. up Maya to get that kid. And, I'm not, and, and then, and that, 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 that'd be, a, I'd have to think about that you'd one have long to think and hard. About it. I might, I might even do that. that I might do that. Yeah. You two guys. He's, he's, really, he's enjoying yourself? Yes. No, he's yeah. the number one, that kid. This is better than talking to you about football and quarterbacks. Yeah. No, it is, but who's now the kid, remember, a few years ago, they picked him fourth, Nick, and was Maya. he the shot? Maya. Maya. That's Maya. Maya. I'm sorry. Oh, because you're saying the way you didn't say the yeah. first thing, I'm so sorry. that's the kid, okay. Yeah. He's he'll, dead. He'll be your starting shots up. Two years. Yeah, at least two more years. I think about two years. So he seems like the real deal. All right, well, as we're running, we're going to be running short on time, two times. I got to move. Uh, What do you mean? This is good. All right, who's that? No, I don't like going on now. Next is our, we, next is the comparison segment, which I just want to look at, get your opinion on. Let's compare the way we used to crown a college football champion and the way we do it now. Mm -hmm. Back in the day, the writers and the and the owners, the writers and the and the coaches used to pick a champion. Right. Yeah. 1970, Texas was named by Richard Nixon the champion, and Penn State was undefeated. Texas got yeah. the national championship. Yeah. 1996, you'll notice the theme here, and I'm not a big Penn State guy anymore. 1996, mm-hmm. Penn State plays against Illinois, uh, goes down 28 nothing, comes back to win 35-28 with a late drive with second half points. Nebraska blows somebody out. Nebraska jumps over Penn State for the number one seed, number one ranking. Penn State goes out to the Orange Rose Bowl, destroys Oregon. Uh, Nebraska goes to the Orange Bowl, beats whoever the hell they played from poor sister the poor, and they win because the coaches and the voters have them number one. Now we go to the yeah. FBS, which was they picked the two best teams. Now we're in four. How do you compare? What's the comparison between two? Tom, why don't you go first? Like I. <laughs> Probably, I would say, what do I like better? Is the comparison, I would probably like probably how they do it today, I guess, because they're playing out. The four best teams are playing, which we talked about, which I don't agree with either. I don't know. There's really no right or wrong way. I mean, the old days, like you said, there was always like how, like the computers or whoever, how they all picked it. I probably like, a, I like how it goes today a little better, but what are you going to do? Like, I mean, three or four teams are going to go undefeated. It's hard to pick a national champion. So that's why I always say go to the. I think they should really go to the sixteen playoff system. I really think they should do that with the FCS. That's so. Again, now you're saying, and I can bring up, bring in soon, yeah. Nick. But I want to, mm-hmm. I want to argue with a little bit of time and comparing. Yeah, well, so, so let's say that um, you got three undefeated teams, right? And who's the fourth going to be? Sixteen one-win teams. How are you going to pick the four? How are you going to get the sixteen? You're going to have. I say it's better this way. I agree with you. I say though. You're always going to have arguments and disappointings and yep. discussions about it. 
because oh. no matter how you do it, you're always going to have to fight. Well, he was on. They should co-national champions. You can't do that, no. or whatever. But you're still going to have people bitching, just like the 64 teams. In the NCAA I was just going to say that. Then there's right? those, those oh, four well, or 60, five teams that get 69 to 75. So yeah, everyone's an authority. You don't know. Listen, they all sit in that room. They sit in there for a week, and they don't even get it right. And these guys are all, you know, a lot of them were like prior players. They right. were there. They run their schools, and there's always going to be those two or three teams you don't get right. That's just the way it is. But, yeah, some teams are going to get left out. It's hard. It's, it's really no right or wrong answer, I guess. That's what I'm trying yeah, to let's say. Let's give Nick a chance to chime in before we move on. Nick. Well, well I, I agree with Tommy. I mean, I, to get a national champion, you got to play the game. Like, you can't vote on who's gonna, who's better. Like, you have to play. Now, how do you get to that? Is four teams enough? Uh, maybe not because Bama wasn't in. Is eight teams enough? Maybe not. 16 teams, that's all to be, to be debated. But you, to crown a winner, you got to play the game, and let's see who wins. So then the question, because uh, I want to move on, the question is why the hell, and, I, and Nick actually made this point earlier, so God bless Nick being here. Why the hell did we go so long before we played a game? And there's only one answer for that, and Nick hit it. No, not money. It was money. But oh, the bowl games? Bowl games. Yeah. The bowl yeah. games controlled so much. No, uh, oh, yeah, right. You know, Rose Bowl did not want to give up uh, Pac-10 yeah. Big, oh, big right, ten, yeah. yeah. You know, and the orange well, that still comes go. back to money, though. Yeah, it, but well, it, the, so then, then we finally take in, we're taking small incremental steps, and now we're at four. Right. Hopefully, next year we'll be eight and get to sixteen or twelve or whatever. So I agree with you, Nick, that well, that you got to right. play the game, and and the way they used to decide it, not probably at nine times out of ten they got it right. Mm -hmm. But you're right. What would have been great to see right. Texas play Penn State, or would have been great to see Penn State play Nebraska in the '90s, or whoever it would have been. Right. You know, so completely agree with that. On any given Sunday, you can win, right? Uh, I don't know about that. If you, <laughs> not if you're the Indianapolis Colts, you can't. You <laughs> uh, like that digging? Not to bring it up, that '85 team with BC. That was the year BYU won it. Yes. If you remember, they were undefeated, but who'd they play? Their cousins? They right. didn't play anyone. Right. Mormons can't play their cousins well, because their cousins are like their sisters. No, like but they kids. played, you know, Utah, Utah State. But my point right. is, is that year, even schedule. though BC lost two games, I thought BC was pretty much like the, one of the best teams they in the country. They were one of the best yeah. right. They were one of the best yeah. four. And right. they might have made the tournament. And, they might and if you guys remember, they played Houston, who was terrible. They beat him in the Cotton Bowl. They crushed him. They yeah. crushed him. in like, BC, I think, if I get a good memory, ended up fourth or fifth that year on the right. AP rank. And I thought they were the best. You know, they won at Alabama that year. They lost a tough game to West Virginia. I still thought BC was probably the best team in the country. They, beat, they beat Miami in that great game. And then, very good. And then, uh, Jim was there, and they beat Miami, actually. You were at that game? Jim was there. I was there. Wow. I was I, I, was like, I hate to bore our listeners with this, but I was the play. The play Friday play after Thanksgiving. I was the play-by-play play type. Was right at the fifty in the press box for that game. Amazing. So yeah, yeah. And who was the running back who scored five touchdowns for Miami that game? Scored five touchdowns. See if you remember that name. Was it Braxton? Braxton. No, number Bratton, five. No, Melvin Bratton. Melvin Bratton. They're very good. There was another running back on that team, Alonzo Alonzo Highsmith. If you remember, freshman. that's right. So I saw an interview with him years later, and they were talking about that game. Might have been at about thirty. For 30 about that game. Oh, yeah, that game was. And uh, they interview him, and he goes, um, you know, any last things you want to talk about the game? And Alonzo says, it might have been Bernie who said it, but the two of them were wa walking off the field, Bernie and Alonzo, and Alonzo turns to Bernie and goes, how does it feel? I think you just lost the Heisman <laughs> to Flutie. Yeah, you know, they, 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 yeah. <laughs> they also scored too quickly in that final drive. Well, if you remember, supposedly the defensive coordinator was walking down from the, the press box. They thought the game was over. It was over. And BC got right to midfield. I'm like, he can get it there. He can throw the ball. I don't know if you know, he's got the biggest hands in the world. And I'm like, this guy can throw it from 60 yards. And how he rolled, 
and he got it there. And then, you know, Phelan got behind the defense. It was just horrible Well, defense. they had already picked the bowl games at that the, point. Yes. Right? That's another so, good point. So I'm yes. the, I, I remember being – because yep. I'm right in the middle with the PA announcer. And to my left is the Miami contingent and whatever bowl. I don't know what bowl they were going to. And to the right was the Fiesta Bowl because that's where BC ended up going, right? BC went to no, no, they went to the Cotton. Cotton Bowl, but they, BC, and but Miami they went, went to the Fiesta. Miami yes. went to the Fiesta, so yep. Miami goes to Fiesta, yep. BC goes to Cotton, and just the groans and the cheers in that it, the the two split sides was just it, just it was an incredible thing to be in and to witness. So that'll be on my Mount Rushmore of things I've gotten to do. But but let's go Mount Rushmore. <laughs> College football teams in general, we talk about mm-hmm. all these teams. And this can be anybody. It's continue to grow up living in. Watching, can be a team you wanted to play for, can be a team that you followed, or just somebody you think is great. Let's just start off the top. The three of us will go around, and we'll just get, let's get the the classic teams all, uh, out of the top. And I'm going to say yeah. I'm going to go with Notre Dame as a classic Mount Rushmore team. Yeah. Tommy, uh, you know all those Miami teams in the '80s and '90s. Okay, Nick. Just if I have to pick one, I mean, I'd for the whole country. I mean, I was a BC guy when I was playing football. I was watching Doug Flutie, so I want to be Doug Flutie. But as a whole, like as an entity, like USC to me, they just decades and decades of greatness. Okay. Yeah. And then I'll go. Let's go SEC land. I'll take. I'll go with Alabama, who's always been there, almost always been there. Tommy. Uh, you know, there was. Um, you know, you got to put Clemson in there. The last few years, they yeah. had some good teams. And they also won with uh, Dan Ford back in like 1980. They won. Yeah, very good. That was the yeah. That's when the, they had the Perry brothers. That's right. right. Yeah. Nick, gotta come east. You gotta come east. No, you don't. Have, you can go. You can, uh, you can no, go out to Hawaii. You can't no come east. You know why? You know why this is fresh in my mind because I just watched this thirty for thirty, mm-hmm. Vince Young and Matt Leinard, and that that three year window with mm-hmm. USC, they yes. won with Reggie Bush, Lindell White, yeah. and, and yeah, that 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 team is loaded with NFL players, and they won two. Championships back-to-back. Line, it could have been the number one pick in the draft. He decides to stay to, to three-peat. They come one play away from three-peating right. with the same group of guys. I know Bama, you know, has done it, and they've rolled in different players, which is even harder. But this, these guys stayed together. They stayed focused, and they almost three-peated. And um, so for me, from what I watch in college football, I thought that's the best three-year run with the same group mm-hmm. of guys. So I think we're in a consensus. We have uh, Notre Dame, we have USC. Who was you? And then well, the Mi- Miami, you know, those Miami teams, and then yeah, Alabama. The 90s, okay, yeah. I'll, I'll go with that. I, I can add. Back in the day, we go with the Army and Navy when they were Army, especially was great. Um, coming up through the the ranks, Texas was a big program. If I could just chime in, uh, Army Navy's playing at Fenway this year. Coming uh, no, up. Not this year, a couple years. It's in two years? No, it's in Foxborough, excuse me, not at Fenway. It's not They're playing That's in another thing. They They're playing down at Foxborough. Oh, my bad. I know they're okay. playing the okay. time. I'm sorry. Nick's, Nick's a guest, and I'm, I'm <laughs> talking over him. So, Tommy, <laughs> well, wrong, wrong. Tommy because my treadmill time only I lasts. I thought they were coming to Fenway. Treadmill time only lasts for 40 minutes. I'm over 40 minutes. All right. Uh, that's our Mount Rush. I, I do want to do... Uh, do you want to do Tommy Times or do you want to do Pet Peeve? What, what are you feeling? You feeling up to Tommy Times. I do don't Tommy Times, Tommy. Real quickly, this is our favorite segment of the day. Oh, uh, yeah. uh, it'll be the 1998-99 Vancouver Grizzlies. Sharif Abdul-Rahim. California. Okay. Berkeley. Mike Bibby. Arizona. Pete Chilcutt. North Carolina. Terry yeah. DeHare. Seton Hall. J.R. Henderson. He Can was you give rookie. me the conference, Duke? No, J.R. Henderson. No, give me the conference. Pac, Pac-10. Oh, see, I'm like, J.I. I'm going to say, uh, I don't remember J.I. Henderson. Okay. 
That's okay. All right. No, Oregon, maybe? UCLA. Close. I oh, we caught him. I, I, I make him look like a fool now. I'm Carl sorry. Herrera, seven-year player. University of Houston. Yes. Wow. Felipe Lopez. That's that's cake. That's St. John's, right? Yes, yes sir. John's Sam Mack. He was uh, a four-year player. What conference? Uh, it's now the American. UNLV? No. No. He played for the same thing as Carl Herrera. Houston. Oh, it was Houston. Yeah. Say, I want to know. Like, Tony Massenberg. Oh, Maryland. Yes, sir. Lee Mayberry. Lee Mayberry. Won a national championship. Wow. Lee Mayberry. Well, your boy Brett Badley went. Yeah, I thought so. I was going to say Arkansas. Yeah. Uh, if I can pronounce this guy's name right, I'm going to skip him because I never heard of him. Uh, Cherokee Parks. Oh, Duke? Yep. Bryant Reeves. Nick brought him up. What were we talking yeah, about? We got, big yeah, big country. Big country. Oklahoma State. He was a yep. bust. Roderick Rhodes. What conference? He played for two different conferences, one PAC, one SEC. Yeah, was Roderick Rhodes, was he Arkansas? No, Kentucky or USC. Uh, Ooh, we got him a little bit, make him look cool. Uh, Jason Sasser. Jason Sasser. One-year player, shooting f small forward, 6'7". That was probably the big, uh, the Pac-12, would be the Big 12. The Big 12? Yeah. Was Sasser, okay, no, was it, uh, was it Washington? No, Big 12, not Pac-12. Oh, well, Big 12. The te it went to a Texas school. Oh, yeah, he went to Texas Tech. Yes, sir. Michael Smith, power <laughs> forward, 6'8". Not the kid who played for the Celtics. Uh, no, no that, that was a white no. kid. Yeah. <coughs> Yo, what conference? Oh. Uh, Big East. Oh, Michael Smith? Yeah, the he Michael was Smith. A, he was in the Big East. Yes, wow. he was. Power forward, four-year play. Do you? No. Nah. Nick, yeah, no, Close. I'm saying. Providence Friars. Providence. Oh. You, you got to get this next one right. or you get kicked off my oh. program. Doug, Doug West. Oh, Villanova. Yeah. yeah Villanova. And Dejuan Wheat. Dejuan Wheat. Don Wheat. Well, what a team to pick, they, the, the Grizzlies. I was smart. I picked the Vancouver you Grizzlies. picked me hard. I know. Oh, hey, we made one uh, conference. Yeah. Uh, you did well, though. Now, you got he's now in the ACC. Back then, it was like Conference USA. And Denny Crum. Oh, Louisville? Yes, Louisville. Wow. wow. That'll do that. That'll do that list. Um, Pet Peeve. Tommy, uh, what do you got for me? The, um, I don't know. I'll pass it on to Nick because I say the same thing. The... <laughs> Time management in the NFL, but something new. Oh, yeah. Watching NBA games. Horrible. I can't do it. I watch. I put the Celtics on the other night. I can't watch it for more. Just everyone shooting, bombing away. It's just I can't do it anymore. No one plays defense. I just want to watch a good basketball game, and I can't anymore. All right. So, I feel, I, you know what? My heart bleeds for you. Tom. I know you do. <laughs> I'm not. I watch the Celtics. I, I really thoroughly enjoy that because I sit there and say, Tommy's looking at this saying, Jesus Christ, this stuff sucks. No, but it would have been great for me because you can just bomb away yeah, and I could shoot. Yeah, you, you don't play defense. Yeah. Nick, did Tommy ever play defense in basketball? <sighs> You <laughs> never. He, Tom, 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 Tom is a shooter. Tommy doesn't know the half court line. You have Tom, to go behind it to play defense. Ball with his shirt. Tom, Tommy's a shooter, aka Carmelo Mello. <laughs> Carmelo Anthony. That's what nice. I call him. So what do you got, pet peeve? Anything? Well, I'm gonna say I got heated earlier with the, with, with the way the Red Sox do business. So you know the way they treated Lester, the way they treated Bogarts. So the next star, whether it be Marcelo uh, Maya or the first baseman. Or the, the pitcher Bellow, whoever our next homegrown star is, I hope they treat that person the right way, okay. and they handle them the right way, and 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 learn from the mistakes, because you know they struck out with less than they struck out with Bogarts. All right, so my pet peeve is going to go to high school level, because uh, I do games for WCTV on the air. Uh, just the treatment, refereeing is hard to do anyway, uh, any kind of official. 
Uh, down in Cohasset, we had a team referee got punched, I think, by, by a player. Oh, uh, so I really just think the, the behavior of parents, students, fans, everything is, is, is driving referees, umpires, officials away from the, their jobs. It's tougher and tougher to get games going and on. Uh, so just the way, just that my pet peeve is, can't we just let these guys try to do their job? It's an impossible job to do anyway. I get pissed at them too. Hmm. I don't think calls go well. I was just gonna say. Uh, I'm telling. She's I do. Calling the kettle black. No, no, no. I'm saying parents. I'm coaches are allowed to yell uh, and scream. You know that. Yeah. So that's it. Just a matter of way we treat them, and we hmm. really need to get better. We need to get more people who want to do it uh, no because we're starting to lose lose them every every once in a while. So we're going to skip trivia today because Tommy didn't have any. Yeah, we didn't have one last week, I oh, think, now I, that I remember. I, I got so. a good one for you. Oh, yeah, go, Nick. It's, uh, every Sunday, Shaughnessy puts one out in his uh, column. Yes. Okay, so there's three NFL running backs um, that have rushed for 100 yards in a Super Bowl twice. Only three have done it. Name those three running backs. I probably don't Can we remember. chime in here? Yeah. I'm going to say Tony Dorsett. Nope. Wow, so see, it's a good, okay, so they had a... Two, two wait, different they, Super Bowls. Oh, okay, I'm going to say that. I'm sorry, I didn't say, okay, I'm going to say the guy who just passed away, Franco Harris. That was my guess, but no. Because, I think wow, it was, was a guy part. from Denver. What was the kid from Denver? Yes, yeah. yeah, very Davis? good. Davis. Davis, went to yeah, Long Beach he did it back to back. Did Marcus Allen? No. No, no very yeah. another good guess. No. Okay. Allen only played in one Super Bowl. No, I was going to say the other guy, the famous one, Rigonomics, Riggins. I took a shot, but no. No, But I know he had that one good Super Bowl. It's got to be some... Plus yeah, but see, I think what he's saying is like the these Patriots. are good players, but not like James Williams. Uh, the other two. No, no, no. Okay. Oh, no. Okay, why don't we hold? They're both Hall of Famers. Both Hall of Famers. No, let's. Yeah. Uh, this is good. Uh, wow, this is a good question. I don't. We just got to. So think you got the Terrell Davis. The other one, you're on the right road with Dorsett. He was a cowboy. Oh, Emmett Smith. Emmett Smith. Yes. Yeah, behind that, I could have okay. ran behind that offensive and line. And then the other one's an old timer. Played on Miami. Back. Sanka. Zonka, Zonka, wow. Larry yeah. Zonka, wow. Yeah. I remember Terrell Davis question, did it when they won the both. He yeah. should have been the MVP. And then he was out of football. Should have yeah. been. Should have yeah. been, and they gave Elway because they always yeah. gave That's him. another guy who went like, to Georgia. It's like, just like freaking Brady. They yeah, gave the MVP a, to him. It was, it was a sixth-round draft pick. Right. He Very played. good. And no. then, but he, he was that. He was done after so that. But I'll tell you, he had a nice So I'd like to thank Tommy again for showing up. On time today, he beat me in the studio today. Amazing. Me in next. See, I bring, I bring <laughs> next Nick, week. We got. Oh my Nick, uh, thank uh, yeah. Nick. Um, let me yeah. say, say Deleva. Yeah, right. Deleva. I got it right. Very Nick, good. available arrangements. He gave it. I'll give you a little shout out. I know Tommy tries to give away food. Yep. Uh, if we answer trivia questions correctly, but yeah. well, we we haven't had anybody call you. But to, Nick, it's been great to have you in. Thanks for uh, having Let me. me give you a quick shout out again. It's edible arrangements. What are the towns? Lynn. Peabody and Beverly, Massachusetts. So if you're ever in Lynn Peabody, Beverly, Massachusetts, if you're a male and you've gotten your spouse or your significant other pissed off at you, buy the dozen strawberries covered in chocolate and bang, you're right back in the situation. <laughs> uh, Nick, thanks for joining thanks us. For Tommy, thanks for coming on. And uh, our audience, thanks for putting up with us. We're going to be almost over an hour, so i got to clap this up. So for uh, We've Seen Enough, this is your uh, Jim Boyle for Tommy and Nick. We'll see you on down the road. Thanks for listening to this episode of We've Seen Enough, recorded at WCTV Studios in beautiful downtown Wilmington, Massachusetts. If you'd like to get in touch, offer topics to discuss, or stump us with sports trivia, we can be reached via email at jboyle22 at comcast.net. That's jboyle22 at comcast.net. Along with Tom Trevisani, I'm Jim Boyle. Make sure to tune into the next edition of We've Seen Enough.